My name is Ben Panner. I work with our college students at College Church. And Julie Clemens asked me just to share for a couple minutes here about the message of Christmas. We're glad you're here. I do wonder what comes to mind when you think of Christmas. Maybe it's a time of joy or a time of family, time of traditions perhaps, presents, maybe even snow, we can only hope. Or to use the holiday song, this season, as I was thinking about it, brings a feeling of walking in a winter wonderland. It's a time of wonder. But I do wonder how quickly that wonder of the holiday season wears off. How quickly the weariness of daily life begins to set back in to our life. There is a good flurry of activity during the Christmas season that really brings us to a high point in the year, but come February or March, we don't always feel as though we are walking in a winter wonderland, but often it feels as though we're walking in a winter weary land. Weariness. Beyond the wonder of the holidays, there is still the weight of daily life, so Maybe you're here tonight and you're confused in life. Or maybe you're here tonight and and you feel a sense that you've been bruised by life. Or maybe you are simply hurting. Or maybe you have a sense of guilt or shame for things in your life. We want you to know that you are welcomed here in this place. And at Christmas, we remember what God has done. And not only what God has done, but what God continues to do for those who carry the weight of a weary soul. So for those who are confused by life, or maybe you're feeling bruised by life, feeling the burden of sin, Christmas provides a message to meet us right there in the weariness of our own life to come as we are. Here's a truth from the Bible. It's this, that we can't break free from life's weariness, but someone did break in to our weariness to give us help. On our own, we cannot break free from life's weariness that we all experience in our different ways. But at Christmas, the first Christmas, Jesus broke into our weariness to give us help. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 from the Bible, it gives us a poem that helps us to think about life as we experience it. It gives us a, a picture of the experience of creation, and that picture of creation gives voice to the experiences of all of us. And I believe tonight that that this picture for us, even though it's a challenging poem in just a couple minutes here, I believe that it highlights for us in a real and honest way why we need Christmas. Let me read this poem from the book of Ecclesiastes, starting in verse 4. It says this, A generation goes and a generation comes, but the earth remains forever. The sun rises and the sun goes down. And hastens to the place where it rises. The wind blows to the south and goes around to the north. Around and around goes the wind. And on its circuits the wind returns. All streams run to the sea, but the sea is not full. 
To the place where the streams flow, there they flow again. All things are full of weariness. A man cannot utter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. What has been is what will be, and what has been done is what will be done. There is nothing new under the sun. Is there a thing of which it is said, see, this is new? It has been already in the ages before us. There is no remembrance of former things, nor will there be any remembrance of later things yet to be among those who come after. A real and honest poem. Let's think for just a brief moment about this. It starts with this picture of the earth, the ground in which we walk on. And it says that a generation goes and a generation comes, but the earth remains forever. We often talk about generations. The next generation is our great hope. But really, the Bible is pointing us that generations come and generations go. But the earth is what is going to remain. As you go on maybe a Christmas walk this Christmas season and you feel the ground underneath you, let that be a reminder that we come and we do go, but it's the earth that is going to remain. Not only that, it gives us a picture of the sun. The sun rises and the sun sets and then the sun rises again. The sun is never stopping, never ending in its work. The sun is absolutely exhausted, never getting a rest. The earth is remaining. The sun is exhausted. What about the winds? It gives us pictures of the the winds kind of going around and around, going to the north and going to the south, almost as if the winds are aimless and directionless and purposelessness. What about the waters? It says the waters go throughout the entire earth, but they're really this, this endless cycle, this fruitless cycle of the waters. See, the earth remains and the sun is exhausted. The winds are aimless and the waters are fruitless. This is the weariness of creation. And the weariness of creation actually gives voice for us to the weariness of our own life. This poem actually says this, it says, All of life is weariness. I wonder tonight if you resonate with the sun. Just just feeling exhausted tonight. Feeling weary. We we want rest, but maybe we simply just feel a sense of, of weariness. Well, so often in life, life is not restful. Or it talks about this this picture where in life things are not always satisfying for us. The eye is not satisfied with seeing. Life is not always restful, and life does not always meet the longings of our hearts. You probably know Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback to ever play. He he said this at, at kind of the pinnacle of his career. He said, why do I have three Super Bowl rings and still think there's something greater out there for me? It's gotta be more than this. I mean, this can't be what it's all cracked up to be. What else is there for me? Honest realism from Tom Brady, we will not find lasting satisfaction in the here and in the now. Things in this life are not always restful. We don't always find the satisfaction that we long for, deep soul satisfaction. And not only that, this says that we're actually not going to be remembered. We're not going to be remembered in this life. I wonder, can you name your great-grandparents, all of their names? Maybe a couple of you could. But it's pointing to this reality that in two to three generations, our our names, every one of us, will, will be forgotten. 
So life is, is not restful, not satisfied. We're not remembered. This picture that we looked at, creation's weariness, giving voice to the weariness that we experience in daily life. I don't know what weariness you're facing here today. We all face weariness in different sizes and different shapes. But the truth is, none of us on our own can break free from life's weariness. So what hope is there? Well, the hope is the message of Christmas. We can't break free from life's weariness, but Jesus broke into our weariness to bring us life. Christmas is ultimately not a season of presents. It's not a season of gatherings. It's not a season of just embracing an attitude of kindness. Christmas is about how Jesus came to us, entered into our weariness to help us and to help us in our brokenness. At the first Christmas, Jesus left his heavenly home, entered into our weary earthly existence. Why did he do that? The Bible says Jesus came to show us mercy, to show us mercy. I wonder, do you need mercy tonight? As you feel the weight of the weariness of life, do you need mercy? Jesus came at the first Christmas to show us mercy. But the Bible not only says that, it says Jesus came and he said these words. He says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I am gentle, and I am lowly in heart. Do you need rest this Christmas season? Soul rest? Jesus came. He entered into our weary world to give our souls rest. And ultimately, the Bible says that Jesus came in order to deal with our sin, to bring forgiveness for us. Why did Jesus came? He came to give us rest. He came to show us mercy. And he came because we are are sinners in need of forgiveness. And so he entered into our weary world and he lived and he died and he rose again so that we could know the blessing of real forgiveness. So what do we do? We can't break free from life's weariness. Jesus broke into our weariness. So what do we do? We simply come. We simply come to Jesus. We come with all our weariness. We come with all of our brokenness. We come with all of our sin. And we come to the one who actually came to us first. The one who lived. The one who died for our sins. The one who rose again to defeat death. We come to Jesus. Now the truth is, a relationship with Jesus Christ does not remove us from life's weariness, but Jesus promises to be with us as we face it. He promises to give us help and to give us strength. And Jesus promises a future hope, a future hope beyond this life of weariness, a future hope where there is no weariness, there is no more pain, There is no more sin. So what do we do? At the first Christmas, Jesus came to us. This Christmas, it's a call for us to come to Jesus in faith. Well, I'll end with this. A famous band, U2, 
They have a famous song that goes like this. I have climbed highest mountains. I have run through the fields only to be with you. I have run. I have crawled. I have scaled these city walls only to be with you. But I still haven't found what I'm looking for. If we search in this life for relief or for satisfaction, we are simply going to end up saying with you too, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. On our own, we can't break free from life's weariness. But friends, Jesus broke in to our weariness to show us mercy, to give us rest, and to give us forgiveness of our sins. In Jesus, we find what we're looking for, every one of us. So in just a moment, the stars are going to come back out and they're going to share more of this story of when Jesus first broke in, that first Christmas where Jesus came to us so that we could know his mercy and know his rest and know his forgiveness. So this Christmas, will you come to Jesus and find rest for your weary soul? Let me pray for us. Father in heaven, thank you that you sent your son Jesus to meet us in all of our brokenness, all of our weariness, all of the challenges of life and all of our sin, and that you sent him so that we could know you, the eternal rest that he gives. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen.